0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Washington Live, powered by KCTC. I'm your host, Jaron Rosine. Our producer is Nick Steffens. Our publisher is Matt Bryant. And we're part of the Southeast Iowa Union. While we typically avoid politics, this week we are diving into a touch of religion with our guests on Wednesday. That was Pastor Devon. And today, after the break, our guest is Daniel Henderson, author of Confessions of a Recovering Evangelical. Looking forward to that conversation. Other guests that you have to look forward to next week include Monday Todd Patterson and Megan Yoder to talk about the radio play and on the 16th Andy Miller from Iowa State Extension so lots of good things to come so if you haven't done so please like and follow and maybe share so you get notified when we go live and you can bump on and watch these episodes today is Friday happy Friday
1: Nick it's a a good Friday I think I woke up at 3am to my fire alarm chirping so I had to replace that before I lost my mind about three thirty. It was the battery? Yeah.
0: And so then the, it just started the chirps in the middle of the night. Yeah. No no And chirps. Um,
1: and then like my door was frozen shut this morning. So we're not after the greatest start to this Friday morning, but it could be it's worse. Getting, it's gonna get better. I'm gonna As mentioned
0: so with local events and I'm back from and they're working harder than I with EMS. There was a fire this morning on mm-hmm. Copic Road in three oh third. You can show the pictures if you want. Yep. And Which? it was a major structure fire with lots of responding agencies. You said you could see this from the road. Yeah, I was,
1: I'm trying to think where I would have been. On if you click back,
0: you can see what I saw from the road approaching
1: uh, yeah, it's that road, but then there was, that was one. just on the way. So I couldn't tell if those, cl- if those were clouds or, or smoke driving up because it had to be about eight miles away. No,
0: Major, luckily people are okay. The lives are all right, but property is certainly damaged. Yeah. There's also a fire in Riverside, a house fire that I saw lots of people respond to. And then there was a second page, because it reignited and everyone had to go back. Luckily, this is in a different district, but can you imagine, I mean, they they do it. Fire at 2 a.m., fire at 4 a.m., fire at 8 a.m., mm-hmm. and you just go. Yeah. So your door, I'm so sorry.
1: Yes, but at least I didn't have to put out a fire.
0: You didn't have to put out a fire. But the weather is cold. As we speak, it's 28 degrees, uh, real, feel is 14 but sunny yes it'll be a nice day for a drive i'll go to des moines for a a fancy fun wedding this weekend i'm looking forward to let's do our police report before we go to break and start our conversation uh with dan henderson since we last spoke there have been 59 calls for service 14 in the category of traffic seven animal animals are bumping up again yep six in the arrest warrant four in the welfare check four assault three fire Three disorderly conducts, uh, two and ones in theft, alarm, court order, trespass, alarm, fraud, assist, etc. We did pull a few more. This was interesting. This was while we were on the show two days ago. Oh, wow. Caller reports loose animal, donkey in the roadway, don't know who it belongs to. 9220 responded, unable to locate. So
1: we've added a new animal. We've never had
0: donkey before in the roadway. Well, this is a new New animal. animal. Well, 9220 should have looked a little harder because about an hour later, Caller advised he struck a small pony in the roadway. 9216 responded, the donkey is deceased in the south ditch and has a teal bridle. vehicle had to be hauled away on a trailer. Found it, and this was yeah. Found it, classmate of mine. I saw his Facebook post, <laughs> and I wondered what happened because his black truck, like you know when you hit a deer, it's like boop. Yeah, it was like oh, I'll just be, a donkey is oh, a they're thick built for stout. Beast. Say what? They're built for stout. They're really? built for stout. So I mean, I feel bad. I wouldn't wish that on any donkey or child pet. But yeah. um, needless to say, those are those are connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, traffic driving complaint about three teenagers in an older blue Ford Ranger were speeding down South Iowa before school. Request extra patrol. Not the same
1: teenagers that were they harassing They were in away. a blue Ranger, though. So maybe it's just some miscreants that are running around the, all of Southeast the Island, whole and southeast, not just, and not just Mount Pleasant, because they weren't in school. Uh, for at, Dan in the studio, uh,
0: Nick was heckled just a couple days ago by three teenagers in a blue truck. I was just trying to film a commercial
1: for hy and I got heckled.
0: In Mount Pleasant, though, so they're yep. putting some miles down. Uh, we have a report of disorderly conduct with a neighbor throwing things at her apartment door, yelling and cursing, causing their dog to bark, waking up the children, refusing to go back to his apartment. Sounds like we have some some dispute going on there. We have a girlfriend that took, uh, the report of a girlfriend that took the caller's wallet when he took it back. She bit him, requested deputy, spoke with both parties. DHS also responded, conflicting stories.
1: Hmm. I hope they work it out. That's Conflicting, I mean, if there's a bite mark, there's a bite mark. That's true. Uh, never mind. It's a whole <laughs>
0: I have, a, I have a, a birthday for a nephew who's five, and my other nephew is two, and there's mm-hmm. been some biting issues, and um, I think they've worked through it. But that's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they've... Oh, it's terrible, especially when you're, like, really focused anal retent... Or maybe that's not the right word, but good parent, like, very involved caring parents but mm-hmm. sometimes these things happen you know those like teething rings that babies have mm-hmm. i kind of want to buy one for myself you're a weird one i feel like that'd be like just nice to- i just realized part of the cause though the older kid would do all the talking lincoln <laughs> and then the younger one never spoke but understood everything so it was part of the verbal like nonverbal mm. communication that was what was figured to be the reason so working on language was important that's good you speak well you don't need the teething ring well, I did grow up
1: with a speech impediments. So maybe that's why.
0: Okay, fair enough. We have just a couple more before we go to break. <laughs> Thanks to all of our viewers that make this show possible. If you have a birthday shout out today, please stick that in the chat or email washia live at gmail dot com. If you have a local event, if you have a guest suggestion, send it our way. We'd be happy to hear it. We have another bat call. We've had a, a few moments without.
1: It's been, a without. While. It's been a, we've been in a bat drought for a while. But. A bat
0: drought. Yeah, that was at thirteen forty seven this morning. Animal removed. We have a welfare check for a subject who was yelling for help, saying they could not back out of their parking spot. Ninety-two eight responded. Contact was made with a family member inside the casino, and the issue was resolved. I'd like to read in between the lines on that one. But I, yeah, I really.
1: Hey, reverse is hard. You know, things are kind of backwards.
0: Obviously, something was going on. Uh, And then we had the structure fires mentioned in Riverside, the house across the street, large amount of black smoke at 1621. And then later when it was reignited, the roof was engulfed. So that was a a two for one. And that is too bad. But busy, busy fire calls lately. I think, I mean, the temperature changes. We're back to using the heat again. Mm -hmm. It's all connected. Anything else before we go to break? I think we're good. Hey, thank you. Stick around, we'll pick up where we left off with Dan Henderson right after the break. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want, the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their healthcare decisions while maintaining quality of life.
1: Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross. Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light duty trucks. With our variety of available services, let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's 319-653-5656.
0: Hey, Andrea. Did you hear about the claustrophobic uh, astronaut? I did
1: not. He just wanted a little more space.
0: Welcome back to Washington Live powered by KCTC. I'm your host, Jaron. Our producer is Nick. And our guest today is Dan Henderson, author of the book, Confessions of a Recovering Evangelical. Welcome, Dan.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me today.
0: I said I'm a little in awe because Dan has run the the press gamut. He was with uh, Iowa Public Radio, with Charity Nebbe, several podcasts, and now today on Washington Live. Well, I'm glad to be here.
2: This is great.
0: Well, and glad to have you. As mentioned at the beginning and yesterday, we kind of steer clear of politics, but this week we're touching a bit on religion. But I want to start on that with the first paragraph of your dedication in your book, if that's okay, sure. where you quote, I'm not trying to change anyone's mind about their faith. Faith is always a personal journey. It is not my goal to get people to leave their church or religion. And I just wanted to start with that so our viewers know that our conversation as it takes place is, I'm looking forward to it, but I think that's an important thing to point out.
2: Well, and I, I agree. And, and, and I didn't write, set out to write this book to... Uh, encourage people to leave their church or leave religion. It was really for me. I was writing for myself. And uh, what I found out is that there are lots and lots of people. One of the largest growing groups of religious quote affiliations is none. When people fill out forms and they can pick a rel if they have a religious oh, that's affiliation. That's where
0: the nuns come from. Yeah. Nuns, not like um, in the convent, but n o n e. Yeah,
2: uh, the fastest growing group are the nuns. People that are kind of leaving behind connections to their religious affiliation. So what I'm getting is a lot of feedback from people like that who have made that decision, and they say, "Hey, I appreciate and can uh, relate to your story."
0: Is non-denominational part of a nun, or is that kind of a separate category? Because it can be even. There helpful. are churches yeah. that
2: are non-denominational or undenominational, so I wouldn't I wouldn't equate the two. Okay, uh, nuns can be anything. People who are still interested in spirituality like Mm -hmm. myself, but there are agnostics, atheists. I mean, a lot of people kind of fit under that umbrella. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So some that have seen your other interviews will know this already, but for those that haven't, would you share a bit about uh, your background and what path you took that uh, led to authoring this book?
2: Great. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess the story, and I start in the book, it goes clear back to the 1960s. I I was a young boy i was raised in the church and i went to a billy graham crusade and went forward and had probably what you would call a conversion experience and Mm -hmm. really for the next 40 years of my life i kind of lived and as an evangelical i went to various different kinds of evangelical churches Um, but i ran into uh, several problems with that over time and I actually went and taught in Christian schools. I taught history and religion, so that was part of...
0: And this was in Des Moines? We were talking about this the Des Moines. Was, actually, I started
2: in Omaha. Omaha first. And then Des, Moines, then Des Moines, and then I came here about 20-some years ago. Very good. Um, but that experience, uh, a lot of it began to come to a head around, oh, in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. I began to see things that I wasn't comfortable with in evangelical churches and... And politics. I won't bring politics into it, but there was sort of a, a merging going on. Uh, and then I went through my own personal crises in the '90s, and it all kind of led me to begin to reassess the role of faith. And basically, what what I did is is I, I began to divide religion from spirituality. Sure, absolutely. And I left religion behind. And I set off on a track to discover well, what is real spirituality for me, and that meant redefining faith. It meant redefining a whole lot of things, uh, and I've been—I've been, I've been just—it's been fun. It's been an exciting journey. Well, you ask a lot
0: of important questions in the book, and it's interesting. It makes—I mean, I'll share that I, I've enjoyed reading it. I was—I'm about eighty uh, percent read in the book, and it, it can make you a little uncomfortable, but not. Uncomfortable, anxious, but uncomfortable. Like It's, it's challenging, and, and I've, I've enjoyed it Yeah, for the way that you challenge the, the worldview that, uh, that
2: you've just described. Well, and, and all of those challenges are kind of directed, was my thought process directed toward myself as I was thinking it through over the years. The book itself, I mean, I started writing this in the 90s, just as sort of a journal and, and writing thoughts down. Later on, after Facebook came around, I started to post a few things, and then people encouraged me to, well, why don't you write a blog? So I started, you know, doing a blog. Okay. And as as these thoughts and chapter now they're chapters began to accumulate, finally it came to a place where it was, hey, maybe we ought to just publish a book, and get it out there.
0: Well, that was one of my questions too. I thought I'd come to it later, but I think I'll just come to it now. Simply the the act of writing a book and I admire the the effort that goes into it. Would you share with our viewers what is the most challenging part of writing a book or what's the the easiest obstacles to overcome and the hardest obstacles to overcome? What
2: was the process uh, for you? Well, for me, and I think it'd probably be different for any individual, but writing the ideas and thoughts were not hard. So, you know, if I sat down and and I started using computers rather than handwriting, and that made it easier for me. Oh, fair. But, But over about 15 years, I just kept writing, kept writing, and kept writing. What became hard is when I started working with a publisher <laughs> who was interested in the book, and they said, "Well, you got to have an editor. We have to format this, and there's a whole bunch of things that we've got to do." That's the order of how to compile all yeah, of the things that you had already written. Yeah, yeah and, and so that part was hard, and because details like that in editing and so on, that's not my that's not my. Well, strength. your gift is different, and that's why they have that job, yeah, and that's you have right. this job. I suppose. Yeah, so. I would never want to be an editor. Uh, so uh, it, we started the process of publishing last January, and as the, the, actually the publisher, uh, publisher, I can mention them. Their name is Choir Publishing, and they're okay. a bit of a niche publisher for this kind of literature. And uh, they were very, very helpful, and they're just they've been gun ho for getting this book published.
0: Well, and it seems off to a great start. You mentioned the solid reviews that you have. It's available for purchase on Amazon, and we'll put that in the in the chat if it interests you to purchase the book, but also locally, um, we have the coffee shop in town, Dodici Shop, it's available at. Anywhere else that people can purchase?
2: Well, uh, there are local bookstores throughout Iowa are starting to pick it up, so it's at Prairie Lights. Mm We're going to have some at Beaverdale Books in uh, Des Moines. I'll be there tomorrow. That's right. So tomorrow, if you're watching today, Friday the 11th,
0: you have a reading at Beaverdale Books in in Des Moines on the 12th at what time? 2.30.
2: At 2.30 p.m. And I'll be in Des Moines. I have the wedding that starts right after, so I'll miss you. Um, And actually, I'll be in Council Bluffs the next weekend uh, at another location in, in that part of the state. That's where I grew up, so I have lots of friends who... Who kind of understand this story and journey I've been on? Well, and let's
0: talk about that. I mentioned how some of it can be challenging, and you asked some really great questions. But for those that don't know, what can readers expect as if they have no idea, a blank slate? What can readers expect from your book?
2: Yeah. So what they'll what they'll begin to see is how I approach faith in a very different way. Early on in the book, the it's it's broken into five parts, and and the early part is really a. a all about redefining faith and what i began to 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 do in my own faith was to separate beliefs you know sets of doctrines Mm -hmm. and creeds and those kinds of things from from what spirituality really is at least for me and once i began to separate belief from faith it really opened up a whole new vista of understanding. And, and what I ended up doing was redefining faith as connections. Okay. It's not about what I believe. Uh, you know, we can believe lots of different things, and people within the church believe contradictory things many times. Uh, but when I define faith as when I connect with you or I connect with Nick or, or, or whoever, that's an act of faith. Sure. And and it goes to my my children to and then into the community so you begin to com, uh, connect with you know other people who aren't like you and that changes your perspective in a great way because you're 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 part of them now
0: well at that top level the religion and spirituality piece that you mentioned and differing those two i mm-hmm. think has been a conversation for a while and interests me i don't know if you knew this but i'll share it with you now i also grew up in the church yeah um, went to bible college for a year in Ohio, Cedarville University. Oh, Cedarville, sure. And then came back and really enjoyed that time, but found, provoked to think a lot of things and ask a lot of questions and then divide the two. Because for where I was at, the legalism and the rules of religion were something that I always kind of struggled with going against mm-hmm, the grain. But spirituality mm-hmm. was always a very ingrained in my person. And I had that constant battle between those two things. For that reason, I found in the book to I enjoyed the book for that reason because of my own internal sure uh, path through the difference between
2: religion and spirituality. Yeah. And and one of the things that <laughs> the other thing that people Excuse will me. find if they pick it up and read it is I'm not trying I'm not trying to define even what spirituality is. Certainly not trying to define what what beliefs are. Say for instance about mm-hmm. God. If someone asked me, well if you're not a you know evangelical Christian, then what about God? And what well I honestly don't know. But I have a feeling that we're all connected in in consciousness and in our hearts to each other. And to me, that kind of comes close to, to defining what God is all about.
0: Well, and it sounds like you're allowing everyone to kind of deal with their own path there. Because one of my questions, it was too personal and I debated about it, about mm-hmm. prayer and like what prayer would look like for you or for for someone that considers themselves a, a nun or the nuns. but. I just don't even know where you begin to answer that question but popping
2: to mind yeah I've been asked that question and and prayer for me is now very different than what I used to practice when I was in evangelical churches where you sort of speak to an entity or a theistic God that is out there and mm-hmm. you know you it can take the form of praise and worship it can take the form of supplication and asking mm-hmm. God to do things. I've, I've discovered, at least for me, that's just not that important anymore. Okay. What's important is, I'll go back to the word connection. So it's more about mindfulness, meditation, connecting with myself. So one of the biggest things is, for me is, how do I connect with my core, my inner being? Uh, and I think prayer is one way to do that. Not necessarily talking in prayer, mm-hmm. but more listening. Prayer, prayer for me is much more about listening, I think. Well, very good.
0: In the book, you also talk, and I think we'll, we'll go to break, but when we come back, of uh, some of the ethical pulls that uh, exist regardless of evangelicalism, such as uh, anti-racism and humanism. Mm-hmm. I'd like to touch on that, and then I'd like to touch on what a big, small world it is, because uh, our producer and yourself has something in common with, it's called Fortepan, Iowa? Fortepan. 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 So we're going to talk about anti-racism, humanism, and then how we are all connected, the... the just in that neat way that you just discovered when you came into the studio, right after the break on this episode of Washington Live. We'll see you in a moment.
2: Since 1905, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company has helped our community stay connected with the latest advancements in clear, dependable telecommunications services. KCTC provides rural Iowans with access to high-speed fiber internet, as well as phone, television, computer repair, and cybersecurity solutions. We're also proud supporters of local organizations and area schools within the community. KCTC, keeping Kelowna connected. At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself.
0: Welcome back to Washington Live, powered by KCTC. I am Jaron, our producer is Nick, and our guest today is Dan, and we've been talking about his book, Confessions of a Recovering Evangelical. One piece is humanism, and then another piece is what a small world it is when you were having your conversation with Nick, a UNI grad, about uh, Fortepon. Mm-hmm. For those like myself that know not what you speak of, describe <laughs> this.
2: <laughs> Nick, do you want to describe that or do you want me to? Well, you can describe Fort okay. upon will Well, the, it goes back to the fact that I entered the grad program this year uh, at University of Northern Iowa. And one of the requirements is an internship. And they set up this internship for me at a place with a, a project called Fort upon Iowa. I had no idea what that was either. <laughs> so everyone else is in the same boat. But basically, think of it as a statewide common scrapbook. And so what they do is they gather collections of photos from people in Iowa, places in Iowa, and so on. They date them. That's a really important part of the process. So some of these pictures are going back to the 1800s even, Mm -hmm. and they display them online
0: on a timeline. Which I did Google, and there is a a lot of things to click on here.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can do searches. So in, in fact, if you put a search in place for Washington, there's a good group, probably 15, 20 pictures in there from Washington, Iowa. Oh, interesting, okay. Yeah, and they're really cool. They're old, old pictures. So uh, it's been fun. I've learned how to scan pictures, tag them, and organize them, and, and then they have to be curated. Okay. And uh, I don't do that, but there, there's a curator that curates the photos, and then we put them out. There's probably about 15,000 photos out there right now. Oh, wow. And you've contributed some of these, I believe. That's and so, one of the
1: connections. And I've talked about working in the archives before at University of Northern Iowa. And so uh, Ford Pound come in, and I'd help scan the photos, date them, t- all that yeah. information. So I think my entire time at the archives, I scanned, like, 2,000 photos. <laughs> like it, it, That was one of my jobs, was to, to do that, Impressive. and also help when people would come in as a library assistant would be to. so. If, it was a, a year ago. I would have been the one helping you if you came yeah. into the archives yeah. and you said that you met JC and Tessa, who were my people above me in the, in the archives, who were right. both amazing
0: people. And well, I think that is neat since you have just met today, but then you've met through other other means in and, mm-hmm. and that, and that way. Yeah.
2: Well, it's back to connections again, isn't it?
0: And that's what can lead us back to the kind of the closing pieces in your book when you talk about anti-racism and humanism. I'd love for you to touch on that before we end lightly with our birthday game that we always do. Uh, How is this
2: humanism anti-racism? Well, anti-racism, let me me begin there because back when I was talking about faith and redefining faith as connections, that led me to begin to think about uh, social connections Mm -hmm. uh, with people who aren't like me. So black community, Hispanic community, all kinds of different groups. And I began to realize that I, I actually am connected to them. In other words, freedom is something that we share. Okay. It's not just an individual thing. So if black people aren't experiencing freedom, that, I, I'm connected to that. I need to, to uh, step in and become part of that okay. and, and understand it. not feel guilty. There's a big difference between guilt and empathy. And, and I try to draw that out. Draw that distinction between yeah, guilt it's, and it's empathy. It's about empathy, because empathy then allows me to take action. Okay. So anti-racism is about taking action, not just being non-racist. It's, it's about what steps can I take to, to reduce whatever systemic or... And imagine those
0: are small, large, and everything in between. Yeah, it's
2: everything in between. A lot of it is actually within me. The, 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 the way I was brought up as a white male... Uh, in this society has certainly lots of assumptions about it. Something that crosses my mind is with the words that we
0: use and how maybe they were okay once upon a time, but they're no longer, yeah, they and change. how to navigate that. and <laughs> And then some people hate being politically correct, but I find it to be a respectful thing to use terminology. Mm-hmm. And I found, maybe it's because of the jobs that I have, but that you can make subtle corrections with people that are not incredibly offensive, like right. finger pointing. You can't do that. You just yeah, yeah. can be a little softer touch. Oh, I, you know, yeah, and so I've I had think to learn that. I,
2: oh. <laughs> I've had to learn that myself. Uh, the, the name calling doesn't work and, you know, making people feel bad. It, it's, it's an education. And as an educator myself, I, I understand that the process of education, can, it's a lifetime process. So we're congratulations also, on continuing it yeah, by the way yeah. with your grad program. That's, yeah, I'm excited about that. That's wonderful. But the humanism part is really important to me too, because as I've I haven't rejected the whole teachings of Jesus in the New Testament, but what I've begun to do is to see them more as expressions of humanism, because the more I read about from the teachings mm-hmm. of Jesus, Jesus is talking very much about what kind of human beings are we, sure, and how should we treat one another. And how do we live together in communities? Very little of what Jesus talked about was in heaven and the sweet by and by. It's about who are we here? And of course, the, the culture he was in was a very brutal brutal, and sure. brutish culture.
0: Well, and I appreciate that. It reminds me of a piece of the book that you uh, acknowledged your optimism for where we are at as a humanity that compared to... Our entire history, we are less violent than we have been in the past. We Absolutely. are less. Uh, you you go on at some length, but you place it in a positive light about the world we are in today being okay, and that there is some optimism.
2: To, yeah, to it's have. easy. It's easy to be pessimistic if you listen to television news a lot. You know, everything seems… except for this. News except stated. for this. Except for this. We're <laughs> not on TV, of course. No, I just. I just. Uh, but but I think when you look at data and what's been happening. People have been, things have been improving in our, and I'm thinking about it globally. Hunger is down. Uh, Disease, I mean, despite the pandemic, I mean, we're doing- Overall, big picture. Yeah, yeah. big picture. Uh, We're going to, it's not a straight line up. It's got, it's kind of like the stock market. Sometimes it goes down a lot, you know, but overall the trajectory I think is very positive.
0: Well, and you cover that and more and a lot of very interesting things. And if it interests you, we uh, will plug it and we'll put that in the chat so you can experience the book as well. Is there anything else that you'd like to cover before we kind of close out today's episode uh, in the category of uh, anti-racism, humanism or, or anything else?
2: Well, I, I, I don't think so. I think we've covered a lot of it. I'm just appreciative to have the chance to come on and talk about the book and encourage people to pick it up. You know, I, I don't expect everyone to agree 100% with everything I write in there, so you mentioned some things that might, might have made you uncomfortable to think about.
0: Well, and maybe that's my approach, is kind and of skeptical anyway, so yeah. I approach the reading of anything with a lens that just doesn't take it for granted. And yeah. that's the lens that you're using with the things you're discussing, yeah. if
2: that yeah. makes sense. The, the message in my book is doubt and question everything everything you were taught to believe, everything that you assume, doubt and question that because the doubt and the questioning will lead you to faith. Okay. It will lead you to, to truth, your truth. Sure. And you embrace that that way.
0: Well, it's, um, it's deep stuff and <laughs> I appreciate talking about it. And that's why we end the show on light stuff, yeah. <laughs> such as the birthday game. Okay. Uh, we'll put the other stuff in the chat. Thank you for joining us to talk about Thank this you, Jared. stuff. Thank you, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, some birthday shout-outs is where we'll end. Of course, as always, if you have them, please pass them to us. You can do so in advance. Hey, you have a, a brother with a birthday. My brother. My, my
2: older brother. Your older brother, uh, Randy. <laughs> Randy,
0: yeah. Well, happy birthday to Randy Henderson. Happy birthday also to Colin Murphy, Allison Mellinger. Lindsey Mayer has a birthday today. Happy birthday, do we have any in the chat? Uh, no, we do not. Of course, to put them in the chat, it's live. If you put them in the chat after the fact, it'll be a, a belated birthday shout-out, and that's okay. Looks like we have just a few celebrity birthdays mm-hmm. for our birthday game to close out today's show. Yep.
1: Nick, take it away. Uh, and then the National Day, may have heard of it, It's called Veterans Day. Um, I should have started at the <laughs> opening with that. I am ashamed. Well, if we keep the show going for another uh, 27 <laughs> minutes, we can do a uh, 11th hour of the 11th day, 11th well, month. The thing I appreciate most is in my
0: you know, just coming through school and knowing the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day and how they are both so incredibly important, thank you to our veterans. That's a big part of the big picture with where we are right now in society, and thank you to you for your service.
1: So so now to the birthday game. So uh, first up, I guess to explain the rules, we kind of off the air where we put a celebrity whose birthday is today on the screen, you guess their age. If you're within three years, you get a point. Right on, you get two points. So that is, and we have three. We have only have three today. Uh, first up, we have Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, usually, I explain what movies and stuff they're in, but I don't think I need to. We've got any. his unlock. Sometimes <laughs> guest goes first. I can go first if you want. Like. You want me to go? But yeah, you yeah, can go first. I, I
2: think Leonardo DiCaprio is probably fifty-two. Fifty-two. I, I'm gonna
0: go. Well, I don't really know, but I'll go fifty-five. He Is 48, so just oh, missed the point. we both just missed oh the point. just missed that one, didn't I? Uh, oh, I think I was in the wrong decade. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, we're off to a fine start.
1: Uh, next up is one of my favorite uh, human beings is uh, Stanley Tucci. And why do you love him so? Just he makes like cooking videos with his wife. I mean, like very it's just like her filming on like her iPhone. He's, he's just a very wholesome a, guy, and he he's loves in to some cook.
2: cool shows now though too. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. I was gonna
0: say I've seen him in some other works besides the cooking thing, but I'll have to look him up. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'll hit to 55
2: I'm going to go I think he's probably 59
0: 59 alright you might have have me
1: Dan is on the board he is 50,
0: 62 62 so I oh, the oh the I got 60s. it hey, well, I, nothing got on the last. I do enjoy when the
1: guest went. I'm kind of bad at the game too. <laughs> <laughs> so Demi Moore is yeah, our last one last one, one is uh, Demi Moore don't ask me what she's in I just recognize the name I know that she married someone my age
2: Ashton Kutcher for a while so, oh, that's probably why
1: I recognize her name. Well,
2: she's uh, been she's been in a movie a long time ago, though.
1: Yeah, yeah because
0: Bruce Willis would be the other. They have children together. Oh, okay.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, you're, he's he's. It, it was a '90s thing. I <laughs> I wasn't born until the end of this well, the decade.
0: And, uh, you have the honor if you'd like to go okay. first. Uh, I'll put her right around sixty. Right around sixty. She's a good-looking sixty. Yeah, that's a good-looking sixty. I'll say
1: fifty-eight. She is sixty, so oh, three to one. You Dan, sweep.
0: I
2: got two points. I just got <laughs> smoked.
0: What's it called when you have no points? Oh, uh, you got a point. You got
1: fifty-eight. So you got two. You got one point at the end there. One point at the end.
0: so <laughs> uh, Still not enough to take the win. Congratulations, Dan. <laughs> oh. and congratulations on your success with your book. If Thank you're you. interested, we'll put that in the chat. Do you want the trophy? If you'd like, this is for you. <laughs> oh, it's the trophy. trophy. You're welcome to it. Thanks to our publisher, Matt Bryant, for purchasing them. <laughs> it's uh, just a. a symbol of congratulations. All right. Thank you to all of our viewers. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll look forward to seeing you next week
1: with our guests, Todd, Megan, and Andy. We'll see you then.